Hello and welcome to Meiwei's Chinese Medicine Matters podcast, where we share traditional Chinese medicine news, research, and topics relevant to TCM practitioners and students. I'm Lauren Koffel, and in this episode, William McLean will be discussing the Chinese medicine treatment of coughs. William McLean is a graduate of the New South Wales College of Natural Therapies with a Diploma of Traditional Chinese Medicine in 1987, and the University of Technology, Sydney, with a Master's in Science in Traditional Chinese Medicine in 2004. Will interned at the Red Cross Hospital in Hangzhou, China, and apprenticed for several years under the renowned Chris Madden. In addition to the Clinical Handbook series, Will is the author of several works on Chinese medicine, including the Clinical Manual of Chinese Herbal Patent Medicines and the Clinical Handbook of Chinese Herbs. Will is taught widely in Australia, Europe, and the US, and while recently retired from nearly 30 years of clinical practice, maintains an ongoing interest in the development of strategies for the understanding and treatment of chronic infections, lingering pathogens, and chronic inflammatory disorders. Cough, kusu in Chinese, is due to failure of lung qi to descend. This can occur for two reasons. Either the lung qi is too weak to move in its own natural direction, or because the downward movement of otherwise intact lung qi is blocked by a pathogen or by obstruction to qi movement. Robust lung qi naturally descends, assisting the downward movement in the body in general, particularly of lung and large intestine qi, as well as fluids to the kidneys for reprocessing. When lung qi is too weak to descend appropriately, it simply wafts upwards. Indeficiency causes cough by drying lung fluids and generating heat from deficiency, which again rises, taking lung qi with it. Cough from deficiency tends to be chronic and persistent. Obstruction of lung qi descent by external or internally generated pathogens can strain qi, or by failure of qi descent in the young Ming organ systems, is the disease of excess. The resulting excess type cough can be acute or chronic. In practice, however, many coughs are mixtures of excess and deficiency. For example, the chronic cough of spleen and kidney yang deficiency occurs because of a failure of fluid metabolism. Pathological fluids, as a result of the yang deficiency, accumulate in the lungs and obstruct the lung qi. Similarly, the persistent cough of a lingering qi-level heat pathogen is always accompanied by qi and fluid deficiency. The common causes of cough include things like invasion by external pathogens, the diet, some medications, emotional factors, the variety of factors that can deplete yang qi and yin, and the environment. Any of the external pathogens can give rise to cough due to the superficial and vulnerable position of the lungs. The lungs are considered to be the delicate organ, the interface between the internal and the external, and as such are directly exposed to the environment. In fact, the lungs are considered to be an extension of the surface. Entry to the lungs can be through the nose and mouth, or via the skin and pores. Once a pathogen is lodged on the surface, its presence obstructs the lung qi dynamic 
and in turn the descent and diffusion of lung qi. The cough can acquire different characteristics depending on the pathogen involved. Wind heat and dryness inflame and irritate the delicate moist lining of the lungs, causing a dry, unproductive cough. Whereas wind cold retards the distribution of lung fluids, which then tend to pool in the lungs, causing a loose, productive cough. Most coughs due to external pathogenic invasion tend to be acute, but if poorly treated or mismanaged or ignored, they can become persistent and chronic. The dietary factors most implicated in cough are those that give rise to deficiency, particularly spleen and therefore lung deficiency, and phlegm. Irregular dietary habits, excessive consumption of cold, raw, sweet or greasy foods, or prolonged illness can weaken the spleen and lung qi. Spleen deficiency then leads to dampness, which over time congeals into phlegm. Phlegm tends to accumulate in the lungs, and indeed, Chinese medicine classics describe the spleen as the creator of phlegm, and the lungs the storehouse. A dairy-rich, fatty, and alcohol-heavy diet can generate damp heat and phlegm heat. Overeating in general, or eating late at night, can also hinder the middle burner qi dynamic and the descent of stomach qi. Abnormal ascent of stomach qi can thereby then disrupt the descent of lung qi, leading to cough. Habitually consuming large quantities of hot, dispersing foods, such as chilies, coffee and warming spices, can disperse lung qi and yin in some susceptible people. Certain medications can contribute to a persistent dry cough, most notably the antihypertensive angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors, or ACE inhibitors. The emotional factors most likely to contribute to cough involve the lungs, the liver and the spleen. The liver and the lungs have a close relationship. Not only due to proximity, the liver sits directly beneath the lungs, but also due to their five-phase relationship. According to the five phases, metal controls wood, that is, the lungs control the liver, and lung qi prevents the liver from becoming too excessive. When the lungs are weak, or the liver is in excess, that is, liver qi is constrained, or there is some other excess pattern involving the liver, the controlling cycle can break down and the pent-up liver energy rebels backwards, a reverse controlling cycle pathology. A pent-up liver, a constrained liver qi, can also invade the spleen and stomach and disrupt the middle burner qi dynamic. When the middle burner qi dynamic is disrupted, spleen qi fails to ascend and stomach qi fails to descend, and this can have a knock-on effect on the descent of lung qi. Chronically constrained liver qi also tends to generate heat. This heat can be transmitted to the lungs along the reverse controlling cycle or damage lung yin and fluids. Constrained liver qi can also contribute to the generation of phlegm by invading and weakening the spleen, which then produces dampness and phlegm as a byproduct of its weakness, and by retarding the movement and distribution of fluids in general which then gradually congeal into phlegm. Occasionally, prolonged or unexpressed grief or sadness 
can weaken lung qi and lead to a sense of tightness or restriction in the chest with a persistent weak cough. This is usually seen in those with a pre-existing tendency to some sort of lung weakness. The various factors that deplete yang qi and yin are significant contributors to the generation of persistent coughs. Overwork, excessive worry or mental activity in combination with sedentary habits tend to deplete spleen and lung qi. Lung qi can also be depleted by repeated upper respiratory tract infections, especially when those infections are treated with bitter, cold substances that can weaken the spleen. Lung qi is also compromised by poor posture, shallow breathing and lack of exercise, or conversely, by repeated or extreme physical overexertion. There is often an inherited component in lung qi deficiency as well, with afflicted children exhibiting symptoms of lung weakness, such as frequent upper respiratory tract illnesses, allergies, lack of vigour and sweating problems from an early age. Similarly, if spleen qi is deficient, lung qi will not be supported being via the generating or sheng cycle. When the lungs are weak, failure to send the appropriate fluid portion to the kidneys can result. Over time, these congested fluids can congeal into phlegm. Prolonged weakness of lung qi, along with spleen and kidney yang, can disrupt fluid metabolism. The pathological fluids so generated can accumulate in the lungs and block the descent of lung qi. This type of cough is fundamentally one of profound deficiency, with the manifestation, that is, the coughing itself, a symptom of excess. In such cases, the cough can be severe and quite debilitating. The kidneys influence respiration in several ways. The kidneys aid respiration by grasping the qi. As lung qi descends with a breath, the kidneys receive and anchor it, completing the respiratory cycle. If kidney qi is weak, the anchoring function is poor and inspired qi floats upwards. Lung and kidney yin also have a very close relationship. Persistent overwork, lack of sleep or burning the candle at both ends can damage kidney yin. When kidney yin is deficient or there is heat generated by yin deficiency, this can affect lung yin. The heat dries and damages the delicate moist lining of the lungs. The environment can be a significant contributor to cough as well. A very dry environment, including air-conditioned, dehumidified and hermetically sealed buildings, can dry lung mucous membranes and damage lung fluids and yin. These environments influence the lungs in a similar fashion to wind dryness pathogens. Conversely, a very humid or damp environment can contribute to the accumulation of dampness and phlegm, both directly and by compromising spleen function. Exposure to airborne irritants, such as pollens and other allergens, air pollution, dust, fibres, volatile chemicals, perfumes and fumes, can contribute to both acute and persistent cough. Smoking of any substance dries and irritates the moist lining of the lungs. Smoke tends to be toxic and hot, and easily leads to fluid and yin damage. In the long term, the persistent dryness and damaged yin impedes the lungs' ability to govern qi, and qi and blood stasis results. When it comes to diagnosis of cough, 
we are first interested in whether the diet that cough is of an excess or a deficient type, or if a mixed excess and deficiency situation is at hand, whether the excess or the deficiency predominates. Coughs characterised by the presence of a pathogen are excess by definition. Those characterised by a lack of some physiological substrate, yang qi or yin, are deficient. Excess type cough can be acute or chronic, but generally tends to be loud and paroxysmal. Deficient type cough, on the other hand, tends to be chronic, weak, worse with exertion at night and when fatigued. Acute coughs, by definition, are of no more than a couple of weeks duration and are usually due to an external pathogen of some sort, although it can also be of internal origin, for example, liver chi invading the lungs. Acute coughs are usually excess in nature. Chronic cough can be either deficient or excess, or more commonly a mixture of both. A cough that persists longer than a few weeks is considered chronic. It's important to keep in mind that not all cough originates in the lungs. For example, acid reflux while recumbent and post-nasal drip are two often missed contributing factors to a persistent cough. There are a few specific features that can help us zero in on whether a cough is of an excess or deficient type. As previously mentioned, acute coughs tend to be excess, whereas chronic coughs can be deficiency, excess, or most commonly, mixed. The factors that aggravate a cough can be instructive. A cough that is worse with exertion or when tired tends to be of a deficiency type. Coughs that get worse or come on in the afternoon or evening are often associated with yin deficiency. A cough that tends to be worse in the morning, especially uh, when just getting out of bed, is often associated with phlegm. And a cough that is brought on when the patient is stressed or emotionally upset generally is associated with rebellious liver chi invading the lungs. Observing the nature and consistency of any sputum that may be present is also very helpful. The productive cough with copious sputum is clearly due to phlegm. If the sputum is yellow or green, this tends to be phlegm heat. If the sputum is white, this is phlegm dampness. If the sputum is thin and watery, this is cold fluids congesting the lungs. An unproductive cough without sputum, or with sputum that is too sticky to be expectorated, tends to be due to heat, dryness or yin deficiency. If any sputum that is present is blood streaked, this generally is associated with lung heat, fire or yin deficiency. The sound of the cough is also very instructive. Loud, hacking or barking coughs tend to be of an excess type, whereas weak, persistent and usually dry coughs tend to be of a deficient type. A loose and rattling cough is clearly due to phlegm. As far as treatment is concerned, in my experience, most types of cough respond reasonably well to Chinese medical treatment. With acute cough from an invading external pathogen, the most reliable. Chronic coughs from either excess or deficiency or both can also respond. With those associated with phlegm, lung heat and lung chi deficiency, 
seeming to be the most responsive. In patients with persistent or unresponsive cough, the possibility of a more sinister cause should be kept in mind, especially in patients presenting with yin or yang deficiency or blood stasis. Airborne sources of irritation should be investigated and excluded. Allergens, smoke, dust, dust mites, animal dander and fur, perfumes, moulds and spores, pollens, aerosols and chemicals, outgassings of plastics in new buildings and cars, and inhaled substances should be considered. Acupuncture is often the treatment of choice in the initial stages of an exterior attack. Simple, quick and reliable, patients often leave the clinic feeling better. For the chronic deficiency patterns, herbs are preferred, although a combination of herbs and acupuncture generally offers the best possible approach. In the next part of this talk, I'll look at some of the more commonly seen types of cough and what we do about them to treat them. As always, for more information, please see the Clinical Handbook of Internal Medicine. Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Chinese medicine treatment of coughs with William McLean. To read this information, you can access the written article, which is linked in the episode description. And please subscribe to the show. It's a great way to show your support and to hear when our next episode comes out. In next week's episode, we will be discussing the changing of seasons and how to prepare for autumn through acupuncture, Chinese herbs, food therapy, and TCM lifestyle advice. Until then, take good care of yourself and your patients. Chinese medicine matters, and so do you. Hi everyone, Lauren here again, wishing you a happy and healthy May. As many of you know, Chinese Medicine Matters is the podcast of Mayway Herbs, a TCM online store and dispensary where practitioners can ship directly to their patients. This month on Chinese Medicine Matters, we're focusing on women's health. We'll explore a wide array of topics related to women's health at different stages of life. So stay tuned for informative episodes you won't want to miss. And we're excited to offer a special discount on our Women's Health Formulas category the entire month of May. Practitioners use code WOMEN24 at checkout on mayway.com to receive a 15% discount. And remember to sign up for the Mayway Herbs newsletter for exclusive content and ongoing promotions. The episode description includes a link to sign up. And thanks again for tuning in and supporting Real Chinese Medicine.